Oh, hey there, Metropolis. It's your humble host, Matt Truex, here with the first episode of my new show, Always Hold On to DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, what you're about to hear is our episode zero, uh, which is a, a spirited discussion with uh, myself, uh, co-host Trisha Annis, uh, and our producer and, and overall podfather, Zach Moore, uh, where we discuss kind of DC's Legends of Tomorrow in general, um, our, our thoughts on the show going in. Uh, you know, Trisha and I discuss our qualifications for hosting a podcast um, and so on. Uh, if you enjoyed this, then this episode and our pilot episode, so our first two episodes, are available on the show's main feed, Always Hold On to DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Um, and uh, from there, it just goes crazy with our, our premise. Uh, we kind of do uh, a random show, basically, uh, every week. So um, strap in, uh, check out DC's Legends of Tomorrow, uh, wherever it's streaming. Uh, here in the States, it's on Netflix. Um, but I know it's, it's readily available abroad as well. Um, and yeah, I hope you enjoy this little uh this first free taste here of the new podcast so thank you for listening uh check us out at legends of always on social uh and uh, until then you know i am i am currently a legend but i was a folk first so folk off everybody Welcome, everyone, to our, our first time jump to the episode zero of Always Hold On to DC's Legends of Tomorrow. I am one of your co-captains, Matt Truex. And I am the other co-captain, Trish Annis. And oh my God, we're doing it, Trish. We're doing it. <laughs> um, so exciting. We, we are joined, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about Legends of Tomorrow as we should expand our ranks instantly. We're joined by the granddaddy of podcasting himself, the emperor of the Always Hold On To family. Hey, Zach Moore. Hey, I'm from Houston. Oh, and the future. And the future. <laughs> Is he our Rip Hunter? So we're just going to like punt I, him off you know, the show? Pretty that's right. Yeah. We're that's the very beginning. Fabulous. <laughs> it's just gone. I mean, technically that would be Hawkman, but... <laughs> Oh, don't make me Hawkman. Shows God. up and then gets murdered immediately. You can immediately. come back for the 100th. That's what that means. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I can but come back for that. But nothing else. You come back for the 100th and no other episode. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be ripped because every time you come back, we hate you more. You know? Like, yeah. That's, that's not a way to be. Is that how it went with him? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Well, every time he came back, the characters hated him more. Oh, okay. So, like, the first season, they're all fine. He's, like, new. He's a jerk, but whatever. And then he right. just, like, poofs in season two. And when he shows up again, they're all like, "What the hell? Where did you go?" And then he's he like, leaves again, school. and then he starts, the <laughs> and then he starts the time bureau, and then he's like their adversary for a full half season. Mm. Yeah, it's a good time. So not like a, a bad guy, but like an adversary. So, folks, <laughs> if you couldn't tell already, this podcast <laughs> is going to be a deep examination of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. I, deep. I probably <laughs> my favorite. Of the Arrowverse series, certainly the one Absolutely. I watched most consistently. Um, wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Rip Hunter's <laughs> getting out of here real quick, everybody. Um, <laughs> this is why we're punting Zach off. The yeah, show I guess. I, you know what? It is. It is the one. It was like appointment television for me for seven yeah. years. Yeah, it was appointment television for me from the moment it was announced. Like, I was going to be watching this show, and I kept watching it every week. It was one of the few shows that I actually watched every week with, like, minor exception. Mm -hmm. um, to, like, where I'd, like, fall a few episodes behind and have to catch up. 
Which was but always yeah, this... nice, though, you know? Like... Right, yeah. Then you had, like, a chunk of fun episodes that you could watch that I already knew everything that was going to happen because everybody I knew watched it. Um, yeah, so this this was the this is absolutely my favorite Arrowverse show. Sorry to Supergirl. Um, <laughs> but it's it's great. It's so fun. It's so weird. I love it. It's great. I'm, here. I'm glad we're here. <laughs> well, well, that's why I think this idea appealed to uh, us, Trisha, where it's just like, we hadn't podcasted before. A little bit of our origin story here. Uh, origin again, story. You, <laughs> you must be the Rip Hunter because you did bring us together. You did. Um, yes, that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. What was what was um, Zach and Trisha? What I, were your first? What was your first episode of Always Hold On to Smallville? That you well, did? well, it's way back. Uh, we talked about the Supergirl movie. Yep. We did a wow, Superman special okay. on on the on the Helen Slater Supergirl movie, and Cinema. Trisha had. Yeah, <laughs> Trisha had been, you know, I we had come across each other on on Twitter, I believe. You've mm-hmm. been posting articles and and uh, uh, it's about certain things. I'm like, oh, this is cool. You'd write about Smallville, other things uh, on occasion. Like, kind of, I don't, know. I'm not sure who talked to who first. I did actually. I remember this specifically because it's embarrassing. Um, I actually messaged you at one point around the time when you first launched the show, being like, mm. hey, if you ever need guests. I'm available. Oh my God, we did the same thing. And then, and then Zach was like, "Yeah, okay," like totally brushed me off. And then, like a while later, <laughs> I, I, I brushed you off. I, I think that's not like strong. in a mean way, but in like it's Twitter. So. Well, true, but you you were at least legitimate. Like you had a yes. you, had, you had a blog. I and, was a writer know. at the time. Yeah, if I, I, I recall me... correctly, he bragged about you when you were first on. Did he? Yes, a little bit <laughs> as as a, as a writer. Yeah. That's hilarious because, yeah, I felt like it was definitely a brush off of, like, who the hell are you and why are you, like, approaching me about this? <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm sorry that, you know, things get lost in text, okay? Yeah, they so, really do. Um, but, so, but, but then quickly we did, we did uh, uh, Truth. Yeah. Uh, season three of Smallville. And that was your first episode of Smallville. Yep. And then ever since then, you've been a friend of the show and a, and a friend in fandom, and, and we work in when we can, and now we're doing this, and it's great. Yeah, it's very fun. Yeah, it, it took a few years, but I think I my reporting on the whole Allison Mack thing got me on the radar again, <laughs> and I ended up, I ended up doing a, an episode after the Supergirl movie, of course, because cinema. And Zach, it was your recommendation, and, and well, listening to your episodes, but also your recommendation of like, you know, like Trisha's a Lois and Clark fan, which made yeah, me... I was like, hey, Matt, meet Trisha. Trisha meet Matt. Yeah. You guys should talk some Lois and Clark. So yeah, that, oh, that is how that worked. You you, you put us together on, on like a convo mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And then on Twitter. And then yeah, you joined for the first Lois and Clark wedding, Trisha. Wedding the first. Wedding the first, and we frogs and stuff. Instantly wound up talking about Charmed for twenty minutes, and, <laughs> and the rest has been history. Yes, it, we Matt and I have a lot of overlap in like our fandom history, yeah. which mostly revolves around TNT reruns of <laughs> Angel and Charmed. And then Arrowverse and, and yeah, we'll, we'll find out more as we go, I'm sure. But it, yes. it was like one of those like fast friendships, I could talk to you for hours type of thing. Yeah. And yeah, then we did a charmed episode of your podcast just randomly to annoy people. For and absolutely no reason, for no one yeah, else to enjoy. <laughs> and then you messaged me about doing this and I responded in about three seconds. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and what is this? this? Again, this is what is this? On. What are we doing? <laughs> That's so great. Let's do let, yeah. Great let, let's check in with the station. Um, this is always hold on to DC's Legends of Tomorrow. We the, the always hold on to family has had so many different different variations and and structures of podcasts. Um, Zach, you you have uh, 
blessed yourself with 10 years of episode by episode uh, podcast, you know, review. Um, the, I almost stole the structure of this for this podcast from the Always Hold On to Arrow gang. But um, mm. instead, for this, we're, we're going a little bit weirder with it. We're doing episode... Because it's a weird show. Yeah, episode by episode <laughs> uh, wait, when, you, when you guys told me about this, I was like, this is a brilliant way to cover this show, Matt. So why break, break it down. What, what can people expect? It was all from Matt, the, the so coverage? he's got to break it down. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be episode by episode talk. However, we are taking it as seriously as the Legends of Tomorrow themselves would take <laughs> it. We are not going in order because, frankly, like... We didn't want to wait forever to like get to Ava and Constantine and and Astra, whoever else, like later on in the series. Bebo, so, Bebo, oh my God! <laughs> it, it would be it would be twenty twenty six before we got to Bebo. Um, <laughs> so instead, we are leaving it up to fate. We are rolling the dice at the end of every episode. We're doing this episode. We're doing the pilot after this, and then we are rolling the dice. And uh, the D8 and the D20 will tell us which episode we cover next. So it, yeah. it's truly, we're, we're jumping in the Wave Rider and going all over the timeline immediately. So I, I, like, I can't wait for that first roll, Trisha. I, I can't either because it, it's going to be so weird to go from episode one and two to wherever the hell we end up next. To who knows. Which could be, yeah. which could be like the last season. Could be like somewhere near <laughs> the end. Could be like literally the next episode, um, which would be hilarious. Uh, that would that would be amazing, just, but also terrible because we'd still be doing Vandal Savage. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a really fun concept. I I was definitely down with the concept when you first pitched it, but I was also like slightly grating against it this whole time, um, only because I Why? love the arc. I love the arc of these characters. I love the story oh, that they tell and the way that it builds and everything. But at the same time, I 100% agree with you that like I don't want to wait, you know, a year at least to get to to get to Ava. I to don't want to wait. <laughs> I don't no, want to wait for our lives to be over to get to the gay stuff. Um, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, I, I absolutely agree with this concept, and also it makes us unique. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's something like you know there are other legends podcasts that do a great job, and they go in order, and and it's great, and we don't want to you know do the same thing, so we're able to you know add a little uniqueness to it, and part of that you know means leaning into the time travel element of the show and. Time traveling. Yeah, basically. absolutely. The thing, the thing that was cool about the Legends podcasts that are out before us too is like they were going along with the show, so like they were yeah. very much kind of like raw reaction shows. At least the ones I've listened to. Whereas we have uh, the benefit of starting now is like we can look at it as a whole, and mm -hmm. even though we're in season six, we can reference season three. You know, like we can we can still kind of get into our thoughts on the show in general as we go, mm -hmm. um, and then you know like when it's actually like introduced or whatever in the show, it, it, it just uh, give us a different perspective. And it's frankly like how I used to find television where like you started watching friends in the middle of season four and you're like, what the hell are we talking about on a break? And then you find out, you know, years <laughs> later yep. what that was. Or you've only watched a few episodes of Lois and Clark until you're an adult because you were a child when it first came right, on and you exactly. didn't know what was happening. And there was no way to find the episodes anywhere else. And then you're like, there was another Jimmy? What the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There were, wait a minute. What do you mean there was a first Jimmy? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So now, of course, Matt and I have talked about how this is our favorite, you know, Arrowverse show this you know we watched all the time obviously we were deep into the show um I don't know Matt how deep you were into the Arrowverse at this point like was this your first Arrowverse show was this like Ooh, was yeah. this your third or fourth what that you know? that's a good idea um tried Arrow when it first came out didn't care for the pilot kind of like <laughs> left it 
Um, okay. Then found out that Barry Allen was going to be on it. And like just kind of like checked in now and again. I'm a big Birds of Prey fan. They did Huntress in the first season. I'm like, oh, You're going to find out that we're both big Huntress Birds of Prey fan. fans. Mm. Yeah. For, for, <laughs> we're coming from different sides of that aisle, though, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but then, then The Flash started and like watched season one of the flash religiously so it was like and caught up with arrow and was just like so all bought in on all of this um mm -hmm. by the time legends was was starting to be talked about as like originally the ray palmer show you know like so yeah i was i was very i was ray very how that would not have worked no yeah. kidding i would watch a superman show starring brandon routh but yeah <laughs> um but yeah i was i was very much like in in the world of it and ready for this to be the second coming of everything the, the arrowverse mm -hmm. in general so i was super excited for the show how about you Teresha? i i was actually into it a little harder than you apparently um because i watched arrow from the beginning i i liked green arrow mostly from a partially the comic books but mostly from smallville from the fact that you know i watched green arrow on smallville that was my first real experience with the character, which of course meant going back into the comics and reading like Longbow Hunters was like a big wake up call. Um, but yeah, so I started with the show, you know, it was dark and, and moody and everything, but like, you know, I had, I had Laurel on the show. So I had my, you know, maybe my Black Canary is coming. Um, uh -oh. that kind of, I know we're going to talk about that too. Trust me. Um, so, you know, that, that was there. So I was in, I was on for, for Arrow's first season. I actually like Arrow's first season a lot. I think it, it's slow to start, but it picks up really well, especially it after is. I think it's the second best season after season two. But yeah, season two is definitely better. I should give but, that a yeah. rewatch in season one of Legends, like a proper rewatch. Okay. Yeah. The season two of Arrow is actually very good. And I oh, was not okay wonderful. with season two of Arrow because of what they were doing initially. But, um, but yeah, well, what, so I, what, what initially? What was the problem? Well, I'm curious. I mean, do we want to get, get too do much? Do we want to get into but... my my Sarah Lance stuff right this, now? This is, I mean, this is the time. She's to a main, do this is Arrowverse. this is the time to do it. Okay. Yeah. So Miss Sarah they, Lance is a main character on this show, so she's I, she is she is my character on this show. So yeah. when when so I had watched Arrow season one, I really liked it. Um, they were going into season two, and of course they announced that they are bringing in Black Canary, played by totally different actor Candy mm. Lotz. I was pissed um i've actually written about this uh you can find it i think you can still find it on sci-fi's website oh okay um, a i haven't read this ago. article <laughs> i well i'm not sure if it's there or not but it should be um it was around the time that birds of prey the movie was coming out and i wanted to talk about how like because these are my favorite comic book characters and how they were being reimagined and the way that fandom was reacting to it and mm. it made me think about the way that i first reacted to katie lotz's sarah lance because when they first announced her coming on i was so mad because I had been waiting this whole first season for Laurel to become the Black Canary. Um, you know, she is the Black Canary in the comics. Like, she is this character. And they had been... She works at CNRI. <laughs> yes, she works at CNRI. She wore fishnets, right. probably. She, like, yeah, so they that specifically, like, they make that reference about her wearing fishnets one time for Halloween. Hmm. They There's one episode where, like, she beats up a bunch of dudes because her dad made her take self-defense classes. Like, so they're, mm -hmm. they're establishing who she is. And at one point really early it might even be in the pilot episode tommy calls her dina laurel lance always trying to save the world that yeah. is yeah. totally in the pilot yeah i remember yeah, that so, so yeah. yeah but but like by the for the season one finale of arrow as far as everyone was concerned the creative team she was going to be black canary she was going to be black they canary clearly and she changed well, bit of good news bad news for you Trisha. Yeah. right so they so they they make this announcement they're bringing her in i was so mad so i start watching season two already in a bad mood mm -hmm. like not here for this character 
not I don't know if they had announced that she was Sarah or if they had just announced that she was coming on to play Black Canary, but like they brought her on and early on you don't really know that much about her and then you you learn about her pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But I was not down for season two because of this one specific thing. I was so railing against it. I was, like, posting on social media about how I was railing against it and hated it and everything. And it took, like, not that long for me to be like, oh, no, I actually really like She's her. She's great, yeah. She's great. She's awesome. By the end of season two, I loved her. She was, like, easily my favorite character. And it, <laughs> it partly has to do with the fact that they also made her queer. Um you know, they, they did a great job with the love story with her and Nyssa and just the, a great job with her arc in that season overall. And then, you know, they killed her. In season three, <laughs> in season yeah. Three. And again, bit yeah. of a good news, bad news. You know? Bit of a yeah. good news, bad news situation. So we'll get into that a little later. But that was my thing was like me figuring out how to like let go of this idea of what I wanted the character to be and allow these creative professionals to actually do something interesting with it. If I hadn't, relaxed I wouldn't have been able to enjoy the character the way that I did and I definitely wouldn't have been able to enjoy legends the way that I do right and so when they announced that Sarah was going to be part of the show that was the thing that made me 100% absolutely going to watch it like I was probably going to watch it anyway but I don't know if I would have stuck with it the way that I did if it wasn't for the fact that she was so such a big part of it and then like when you're watching season one do you have any like just because I don't think they did necessarily do you have any indication that this is going to become the Sarah Lance show no, you really don't. They they definitely were trying to make it more of an ensemble, but I felt like the stories they wanted to tell were more around the Hawk people, mm-hmm. um, Ray and Stein. Why, why would why would you do that? <laughs> well, because they it's thought crazy. that it was going to take off, honestly. Um, take but, off. But it really... It, oh, I see. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I didn't even mean that pun. Um, but they, <laughs> they obviously thought it was going to be something else, but I think that they realized pretty quickly how good she is. And how interesting the character is. Um, and I'm glad that they did. Like, they they figured it out by season two that it was the Sarah Lance Oh, show. totally. Totally. Um, and then she got to move to the center of the poster for every year. So. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. That is that is your humble host, bona fides. Mr. Moore, <laughs> where were you in the Arrowverse? What was your excitement level for the, the slow roll? We'll get into this, too. But the slow roll of an announcement for this show. Yeah, uh, this time I was watching every episode of Arrow, every episode of Flash. Uh, this came out season four of Arrow, season mm-hmm. two, two of Flash. Flash. Two. Okay. Yeah, I, I rewatched the, the, the pilot to, in preparation for this, and I was like, oh, they're fighting Hive? Okay, now I know where we are. <laughs> but right. it's just interesting to think this is going, scenes with, I'm like, oh, it's a Laurel sighting, right? Yep. All, all this stuff. She's not dead yet. That's, yeah. that's the I'm end like, of the Okay, season. here we are. But no, I was keeping up with everything, and then uh, Super was Supergirl going on at this time? Is this season one of Supergirl? Supergirl season one, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I was watching all of that, and then this came out, and uh, yeah, because they had sprinkled all these characters, like there's character overflow, right, mm-hmm. of all these shows, and mm-hmm. they're like, what do we do with them, right? That's why you know you're saying we're gonna make an Adam show or a Firestorm <laughs> show, like what are you gonna do, right? Um, and then they talk about Sarah Lance, and everyone's like, oh, well, it's time travel, of course they'll. Go back in time and pluck her from off the rooftop. No, none of that. We'll just <laughs> the, the Arrow season four, literally resurrection, all that. So I was no, I was excited for it because I, I I really liked the Adam and Brian and Ralph, and 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 I thought of, the shows were getting overcrowded with characters like like Firestorms and stuff. And let's let's put them somewhere, right? And that's I thought it was a great idea. Maybe it was going to be I don't know what it was going to be, uh, but I was excited to see more because we we just I love the Arrowverse, right? Um, 
And then it, I don't like Vandal Savage was I liked Vandal Savage actually like I think he was a better Rachel Ghoul than they had <laughs> like you know what I mean like oh yeah I've, I've got no problems with Vandal Sa- like the character himself it was just too much of a focus on him I feel like yeah like yeah so it's like well it's just going to be the whole series right. or is this a season and to your point Trisha they, they were quick to adapt and figure stuff out and I give them a lot of credit for that because I didn't I didn't dislike season one I was like oh this is fine this is fun like some things were kind of like eh, I don't know this isn't working but the show seemed to identify that and over time you know either I don't know if it was actors or creators decisions that people left and went and um so I, I watched season one and enjoyed it and then season two I watched a little bit of uh, I just, and then at that point, there was just too many shows going on. I started the podcast. I started Smallville. That's, you know, 2016 is when I started Always on Smallville. So I was like, I got to watch Smallville and all these shows, and it's too much going on. But I did like hey, Reverse Flash, the real Reverse Flash, the non freaking Tom Kavanaugh. It was good to see like him because they neglected him for years and they finally brought him back. It's Flash season eight. I thought they had forgotten he existed. But so that was fun. But then, yeah, pretty much after season two, my knowledge of Legends of Tomorrow is like memes, the internet, the crossovers. Uh, I would watch every crossover, <laughs> still did. And then that that those were always fun to, to check in on those guys then and to see what ridiculousness they had been up to. And and, mm-hmm. and through, you know, you guys and, and other friends and stuff, I'm like, oh, people are really loving. Love it. It's found an audience, right? A very passionate audience. And and I had always intended to, you know, as, as I said in other podcasts, I buy every season on the Arverse on Blu-ray <laughs> and put it on my shelf. And I was like, when the time comes, I'll open it up and watch it. And now you guys are in this podcast, so that's the perfect time to uh, you should to, to re-experience it. You should definitely re-experience it in the order that we go on the podcast. Oh God, I know you're <laughs> I was, screwed. You're so screwed. I was thinking I'm about that. Like, what's the best you approach? You will not understand anything that happens as we jump <laughs> yeah, around. There's, there is a lot of like character stuff that is built. Plus, the roster changes so often; mm-hmm. it will make no sense if you go from like season one to season six or something. Like, there are like two people still there. Yeah, that that's that's very true. So like, if you're learning a lot of like what's going on with, um, with the legends through osmosis, um, like what what is your understanding <laughs> of a Bebo? Well, Bebo seems to have been a toy that they replaced some like Norse god with. Uh huh. Okay. All right. Yeah. All and right. then they started worshiping it, uh-huh. and then at some point they conjured a giant Bebo to fight a giant, uh, John Noble demon. Yep. I believe. Uh, yeah, fucking spot on, Remarkable. man. Remarkable. Incredible. I, t- I, I kept my finger on the pulse of what was going on. <laughs> I didn't watch all the episodes. I always Bebo, I'm like, But I had to seek out Bebo, too, because I was like, what is all this Bebo stuff talking about? Right. So I, I did. It, I had to do a research because I was like, what is this this well, Care Bear I, th- I saw on my Twitter feed? See, I, I always refer to him as uh, the demon child of a Furby and a Teddy Ruxpin. Um, both yeah. demonic toys yeah, that yeah, talk yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah. The, the what's funny is that like Bebo is the thing from Legends that bled everywhere into the Arrowverse. I know. Like he just That's started popping up part. all these other places, like it in the background. Shows up in Elseworlds too, right? Yeah. Maybe. He shows up or like, one of the crossovers. Maybe. Well, he, he should, the crisis. giant Bebo. Yeah, the giant Bebo shows up in Crisis. No, but okay. like okay. Bebo shows up like in the background. Like if they're in a store, sometimes there'll be Bebos yeah. behind them. Sometimes there are kids has a Supergirl, or Kara has a Supergirl. Kara has a Bebo pillow. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's there's just like Bebo references all over the place, which I think is just mm-hmm. so funny because it's the only thing from Legends that carries anywhere else. <laughs> Everything else is just contained inside yeah. their. <laughs> exactly. Even even with the crossovers, like. I did the same thing as you, but with Arrow. So, like, I once 11.59 happened on Arrow, nope. I stopped time watching. Time of death of Trisha Zero's <laughs> Every time we talk about this, it's time of death, 11.59 p.m. Um, but once they killed off Laurel, I stopped watching Arrow, except the crossovers. So I was always, like, a little bit confused. 
because I didn't know what was going on. I had Who's this guy in the hockey so, mask? Yeah. Well, I had kept up enough that I knew who the characters were, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't know what was happening in the show. So I didn't know like necessarily like who anyone was, what what anyone's relationships were, or like not necessarily what anyone's powers were. Or like, even the brand new Black Canary didn't entice you to perhaps check it out. No, brand new Black Canary did not entice me. I didn't okay. need another this one. This one screams especially... by yourself though. Uh... They both do. Um, Black Siren. They figured it oh, out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but. No, none yeah, of that. There, there were two new Black Canary. Adding, I think about adding it. the Dinah Drake Canary just confused me. Adding the Black mm-hmm. Siren just made me annoyed. So yeah, um, yeah so I, yeah, I never got back. So that was the thing. Is like I was confused. But with Legends, Legends barely factors in plot wise to the to the crossovers. Right. Like they factor in a bit in like Invasion and a little bit in Crisis on Earth X, mm-hmm. but they're not in Elseworlds and. Only a couple of them cross over in Crisis on Earth. Well, Cr- Crisis on Earth X is big because the the Doctor Stein dies. We, we get rid of Professor yes. Stein. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We do have that happens. And there's, but mostly it's a lot of Sarah stuff. So it's like a character you already care about from Arrow. Mm. But yeah, the sign thing in in Earth X is like the one big major thing that happens in the crossovers. Can, can I ask? A, can I ask some questions? Yeah, I have a few oh, questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can I can I real quick oh. say we're we're gonna talk about the crossover the the like backdoor pilot crossover real quick. This was my first oh, yeah, time yeah. like of what you guys are talking about. I remember watching that crossover and Oliver's baby mama is like, and you're running for mayor, and I'm like, he's running for fucking mayor. Like what is this <laughs> against? Uh... What's his face's wife? Right, Damien Dark's wife. Damien yeah. Dark's wife. Right. How do I not know? He's like the main villain of oh, Legends. Of, yeah. of Legends, yeah. <laughs> I think before we talk about the crossover, though, we do need to talk a little bit more about like the inception of the show because I was oh, looking, yes, yes. I was looking back at like some of those announcements and I learned a little bit um, that I didn't know. But Zach, you have questions. So I did have some questions. Uh, so Jax, right? Jax. Yes. He, he, he was in an episode of The Flash, mm-hmm. I guess. Did I forget yeah. this? Okay, because I remember Firestorm. It's like three or four episodes before the backdoor pilot. He's, he's they in, needed yes. to introduce the new Firestorm. I feel like he's in two in or my, three Flash, maybe just two. But I, yeah, he's around. That makes sense because in my mind, those scenes happened, and oh, that must have been the pilot of Legends of Tomorrow because there was obviously Ronnie went off right. and, and did it like you know died. Died. Stuff. He blew up. Yeah, <laughs> blew the hell up. Did, yeah. Didn't he? Didn't he come back as Deathstorm? And only Flash recently, season? only Flash he, season yeah. eight, eight, I think. Yeah. Did he fit? Did Robbie Amell come back? Yes. Yeah. Or was it just CGI? No, okay. Ronnie comes back and then quickly becomes Deathstorm or whatever it is. Okay. His name's Robbie Amell, and he plays a character named Ronnie. It's yeah. super easy. Um, What's your problem? So, but there was another guy. What Jason was? Another, was the other guy? Like yeah, the other the, the other Firestorm. guy who could have been Firestorm, but then he, he was didn't in actually. Oh he, yeah, he was in an episode of The Flash, and I was like, oh, this is the other Firestorm of the comics. That makes sense. And then they start Legends tomorrow. I'm like, oh no, not that guy. It's gonna be a new guy we yeah. just invented. I'm like, what? That must be an actor thing. It must have been an actor well, thing. I think it it might have been, but it also might have been like a fake out. For like mm. big fans of the comics might might realize that, but like I f- I don't know Firestorm comics that well. Yeah, me neither. But I do know that like of the Firestorms, it's basically Ronnie and and Jax, right? Okay. Like the the Firestorm in in Injustice Two is is uh, Jefferson Jackson. Cool. Um, okay. Okay. So, so I just I I misremembered that like the setup of these characters and whatnot. I so. I yeah. love as we get into it the the pilot presentation that we watched where they avoid saying who the other half of Firestorm yeah, is. Oh, it's yes, it's yes, just yes, Victor Garber on that roof going like I've got I want to talk with about this that other guy and yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. The the Firestorm thing. It's funny because uh, to get into some of these announcements thing like they announced mm. it way earlier than I remembered them announcing it. Like I've Me I had too. forgotten that they had announced it before while well, Sarah was still dead. Do you yep. know where the the first hint we got this of? No. No. From from my memory, uh, John Wesley Ship of all people, 
was at some comic convention. They asked him if he's ever going to come back as something. He's like, well, they got Arrow, they got The Flash, they're working on Legends right now. And people are like, Legends? What's, what's, what's that going to be? What's, what's this? And he's just like, so I'm like, and he never, to my knowledge, he never appeared on Legends. No. Other than the crossovers and stuff. And they just slap a, they slap a series title on what part of the crossover it is. And he yeah. might have been on one of those, right? But other than that. No, I don't think he was. I don't think okay. he was either because the, the Legends episode of Infinite Earth, which is the only one he could have appeared right, in. he's gone. He's already dead. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Because that's after they Care Bear Stare the World back into existence. I had forgotten that, that that that's when they made the announcement. So I don't even remember, like, what my thought was. Like, I don't know if I immediately went Lazarus Pit or if I thought they were going to do the time travel thing and, like, pluck her out of a different part of the timeline or Did the announcement come with do. the characters? Like, it came with say? some of the characters. I, I have a little bit of a timeline here, guys, if I can okay. just run through this real no. quick. And stop. No? Sorry. I'm kidding. Why oh. would you prepare? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So just this is from wiki and who, who knows but january 2015 it is known that discussions development is beginning on at that point all that's been established is ray palmer series february it's known that it's a team show with ray snart stein and sarah and also that quote three major dc characters who have never appeared on tv will be in the series as well so who knows who that is in March of 2015, Stephen Amell confirms that this new series will air mid-season 2015-2016. And then in April, Variety is like, we can't say how we found this, but it's going to be called Legends of Tomorrow and Franz is going to play Jefferson Jackson. And then in May, CW orders DC's Legends of Tomorrow. So somewhere in January and March in between there, they do the, pri- the five-minute pilot presentation that is online, and that sells the network on it, and off we go. Yeah, I, I just I was I had been looking back at some of the original announcement stuff because we're so far removed now that I can't remember. Oh yeah, um, any of that stuff, and like all of it is like speculating. Like, is Katie Lotz gonna play this character? Like the headline I saw was Katie Lotz is confirmed to play spoiler, and I'm like, obviously it's Sarah. Who the hell um, else would? It, but yeah. then there's one where it's like, you know, is she gonna be? coming back from the dead or is she going to be from the past? And I'm just like, I forgot that all of this speculation was going on because to me, like, it's just, I couldn't even remember where Sarah's resurrection happened uh, Mm. in Arrow. Like, I know where her death happened, but the fact that they went a full year before bringing her back, that's so weird and fascinating to me. Mm. Um, Well, that just goes to show that they just had no idea what to do with the Canaries. They really did. Like, once there were two of them, they didn't know what to do with them anymore. And of course, their solution was the usual comic book solution of let's kill the gay one. Um, and that was unfortunate, but they reversed a barrier gaze, which was nice, uh, and then gave her all of this like pathos. We dug that gay right back up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we literally gave did. Her a we bath. dug her out of a grave, yeah. gave her a weird bath. Um, although Canary does go in the Lazarus Pit in the comics. Yes, um, yes she does. Hmm. I didn't know that in the comics. Yeah. yeah, she's like weirdly dating Ra's al Ghul for like five seconds, and then Ooh, she strange. gets into the Lazarus Pit, and that's that's post. This is going to go on this whole. So when she gets the now. cry back. It's when she gets her cry back because yeah. she had lost her cry and her ability to bear children because of what happens in uh, Longbow Hunters. And then for like the first chunk of comics, she doesn't have her cry uh, in Birds of Prey. And then she falls into the Lazarus pit, comes out and like does the cry and Babs is there like, whoops. <laughs> if you're not going to read it, look at the uh, covers at the very least. They were gorgeous yeah. Birds of Prey They're covers. They're so good. Yeah. yeah. I have several Incredible of them. Art. I, I'm just confused. I thought Black Canary had like, dreams and stuff and saw into people's visions i didn't know she had a cry <laughs> me too dude like this <laughs> this fanfic they put together here is such bullshit but whatever. i mean black canary's mom maybe but maybe I mean, anyway. maybe no one wears totally denim different here canary. it's weird 
No one wears denim. Yeah. No, they do wear a lot of leather for the first couple seasons. <laughs> What's funny is like I, I had also forgotten about this presentation that you've talked about a couple of times, Matt, where it's like, but like the second I watched it again, I was like, oh, right, this is. You call it a presentation. It's a, it's a trailer. Right? Yeah. I mean, but it's I mean, a four minute trailer. It's nothing they would ever have put on TV. It is like, but like they call it a presentation. They filmed it for like one night basically and like had a rooftop and whatever that it's weird like power plant is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like it was so interesting that like they, it's just stuff footage that's exclusive to this mm-hmm. which then never gets used anywhere nope. else yes. e- except for when Barry is running through the the speed force once and he's they're like what do we put in here right the, the, put the, the clip of the free for... palmer at the power station <laughs> yeah, exactly um but... where, where clark fought bizarro at yes. the end of season six where, by the that, way that power station is used in everything that ever shoots in vancouver mm-hmm. it's it's one of um I, I forget which one of the a billion producers on the show said it, but basically they were like, yeah, we didn't use that footage. We didn't use any of that script with, with um, Arrow and Flash because by the time we went to series, we didn't need them to sell it anymore. So they got to be like its own thing. So yeah, they this did, is just this is weird kind of a bait switch though. Like it's like, hey, here's yeah. Green Arrow and the Flash, your two favorite heroes. At least you've got you've got a, a backdoor pilot that's setting them up that, that by the that's way, true. is being shot after the the actual Legends pilot, which is so weird. So, like, you know, Hawkman is dead, and yet he's filming his introduction already. You know, like, <laughs> yep. it's very strange. I didn't think about that. That's interesting. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but then otherwise, like, watching that presentation, and we, and we should link to this when this goes up, I guess, but, like, it's it's almost like watching a fan video online right now. You know, like, they're taking bits it from it, Arrow like, yeah. and Flash and repurposing. It's, That's what's so interesting about it. All the stock footage they use and repurpose in other ways, yep. yeah. It's such, like a like, a dramatic introduction of, like, all of these characters and, like, their... And it's, of course, it's Stein doing the introductions for some reason, probably just because yes. Victor Garber has a nice voice. Why would we be um, a team? I, she's an assassin back from the dead. He's, yeah. Me and my, un- my <laughs> unknown partner can do this. not on this rooftop for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was weird. It was very strange. Um and it's so long. Like, yeah. well, I was but this is what they but like, this, they did so this long? with every show though back did then. They? Like, the, yeah, uh, the, the well, trailer. maybe starting with the Flash. Like, Arrow was obviously its own thing as it started, but like, there right. was always this like, like whenever a new series started, it was like a four minute kind of like mini version of the pilot. Basically, I know yep. they did it for Black Lightning. They did it. You I know, remember they did it, it for Flash for Supergirl. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that yeah. at all. I don't remember it. I don't remember it for Supergirl. I don't. Think, no, I think I do. it was like San Diego the... Comic Con each year. Yeah, yeah I remember the that. Supergirl trailer because I remember having to like write a big defense of the Supergirl trailer because it was like fun and happy, and apparently superheroes can't be fun and happy. Um, it was it was a thing because they'd also done the spoof Black Widow trailer on SNL, and like people were comparing it to that, oh. and it was terrible. So I re- I remember that this like the Comic Con trailer, but I don't feel like it was this long. This is just so long. It, it was longish. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know the runtime. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, but then the, there the, was the idea a... of it makes sense to me it's just what they chose to put in it was just so strange <laughs> it's, it's especially strange looking back and like knowing what the show becomes this does not represent the show it's, whatsoever no. <laughs> no it definitely represents like the first episode like the first chunk yeah 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 it certainly represents the concept they were initially going for but by no means the show that they ended did they up ever with. fight a giant sentinel like no like, nothing like, well the... you know what end of season one they kind of yeah it doesn't look like that but they they kind of get to giant robot <sighs> Okay. Yeah, they because they yeah they get to the robots. Because the atom like, many... goes big yeah. before Ant Man ever went big in that mm-hmm. airport in Germany. Yeah, yeah. And he did it to fight that that robot. Yeah. So there he did. Um, 
But yeah, it's just so weird. Like, clearly they haven't cast Jefferson like we talked about. They haven't cast Vandal Savage. We just get, like, a shadow. You see a shadow. Stepping, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Um, is it the first time we see Ray Palmer shrink? This would have been like May or June um, yeah. of 2015 that this was released. It it would have it would actually have been because in season I believe at the end of season three of Arrow we're supposed to think he's dead. Right, correct. He's actually just tiny. Right, and then in, at the beginning of season four we find out he's tiny, or like some episodes into season four we, we find out he's tiny. I right, and they Hive has him in a glass case. Yeah. And then on he's a table. not dead. <laughs> I haven't obviously. seen that. I kind of want to see that. No. Yeah, it's it's a Matt, thing. There's so much error like, you haven't seen, Matt. I've I'm seen surprised. A, I've seen a lot of it, but I, I was when I went and did like a rewatch, I was purposely sporadic through season four. That's fair. Yeah. I have seen most I've, of four I, seasons. I, I stand um, my my decision. <laughs> and all the crossovers. Uh, yeah, it's um. That, yeah, so, like, they, they have to reintroduce a lot of these characters. Like, I think Firestorm, because it was only season two of Flash, they didn't really have to reintroduce Firestorm. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it had been a big deal at the end of season one. That was when they, like, flew up and then he blew up. Um, right. So that they had to start season two with, like, the Owen oh, Ronnie is dead thing. Did I the, wonder, Did the Peter Petrelli from Heroes with Firestorm. Right, exactly. <laughs> I wonder if they had, if they had not decided to do Legends, would they have introduced Jax? Or would they have yeah. just let Stein go off and like not be an unstable firestorm matrix or whatever? Yeah, they would have found a cure or whatever. That seems to be a series decision. Yeah, totally. Um, very much. And you know, would they have brought Sarah back from the dead? Like, would we have gotten more with this character, or would we have just continued to have the garbage that we usually have? Um, the Legends was honestly outside of Supergirl, which is a show about women. Legends was the first Arrowverse show to start introducing more than two at a time. Yeah, that's very true. You got two at a time in every other Arrowverse show, except Supergirl, which had three. But every other every other show had two women at a time. And when they introduced another one, it like like something else happened. There were never more than two women ex- until like much later seasons when they had multiple canaries, like when they would eventually have multiple canaries. So like Legends to me, that was the also like the big breath of fresh air. It was like they introduced more than a couple of women. They kept replacing men that left with women or with queer people, and like they, they actually had a lot of queerness and queer identity on the on the show that the other shows didn't have yeah like sarah left arrow and so like eventually they got another gay character flash has never had one i don't understand that amazingly what captain singh doesn't count yeah no yeah (laughs) (laughs) they went to captain singh's wedding i don't know what you guys Uh captain singh and pied piper do not count pied piper that's right oh curtis curtis on arrow curtis Curtis is after your time trisha yeah i know i knew curtis that's right. He was. I like Curtis a lot in season four. Curtis is in um, season four. He's very fun. They introduced the idea that he has a husband, like pretty, like nonchalantly. Yeah. But that was like they killed off Sarah and then brought in Curtis. Well, no, I, I see. Your, I, I see what you mean about the, the just the makeup of the cast. But but also what's refreshing about Legends Tomorrow was like it wasn't the same formula of like okay, well here's the guy in the chair and the comic yeah. relief and the hero and the love interest and that 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 and that's fine. Look, we love formulas because we yeah. love comics. We right. love these characters. We get it. But it was nice, kind of just like, oh, here's a bunch of random characters, some of which team. you know before and like, and they're doing fun stuff that's not just the same old thing, like looking at screens and you know all that sort yeah. of thing. Absolutely, it was a, it was a team up show. They got to like it was like more of an out on location kind of show. Yep, they were out going out and doing things and adventuring, going to different timelines and you know, different time periods and having fun with that. And, like, so the the first season is still fun, even though it is definitely a lot more dour than later seasons. Um, what I think is funny that I found when I was going back through the archives 
was when they first announced the show, it was at San Diego Comic-Con, the showrunner, Phil Clemmer, literally said, this show is going to be bonkers. Interesting. And he season had no one idea how bonkers. true that is. Yeah. I that mean, was his definition of bonkers season one. Huh? Yeah. No, he thought season one was bonkers. And I was like, oh, oh, you wait. <laughs> right. Because like eventually, initially they wanted to do like, for lack of a better word, Avengers this series. Like they wanted mm-hmm. this to be the team up show every week, blah, blah, blah. And we're doing like this big thing. And they talked about it being an anthology and some people aren't going to continue on into season one or into season two early on. Um, but just how quickly that developed, I think it's even in season two where it becomes this this much more creative and, and kind of swing for the fences show. I, I loved this quote I found from uh, Grianne Godfrey, who again was one of the 18 executive producers, um, where like, you know, the Flash had like heart humor spectacle, right? Like that was their mm-hmm. formula for an episode. But for Legends, it was uh, subversive, poignant, and fun. And I'm like, that. that is 100% true, because, like, it is a big, silly, stupid show, just like all the rest of them. And, like, it's so creative and subversive sometimes, and that's why I love it. But, like, it does get those character moments. It does the character stuff so well, where it's just like, Trisha, I don't know if you feel the same way, but, like, there's not a single one of these characters I don't like that I'm like, oh, oh. God, it's a... Uh whatever it's a it's a vixen episode it's a whoever you know right. like th- even when they recast their own actors with different characters i grow to yep. love them you know like they, More it's than so impressive to me it's just the kind of like narrative um loop uh, twists and turns that they get away with on this show there's Absolutely. not one character you don't like and not of the not of the legends i don't think so not even not even hawkman and hawkgirl well <laughs> well hawkman is barely on the show hawkman's barely there i loved sure. kendra early on and that's I another one of those where like the first time watching season 1 i thought this was the greatest show i'd ever seen like this is the most <laughs> Absolutely. dc thing okay. ever and then it just like kept kind of upping itself and like i'd watch every season going like well they're gonna cancel this because there can't be more than three <laughs> other people watching this right but i think that that gave them creative freedom Absolutely. knowing that like we, we can get canceled any minute we're gonna do whatever we want so that's probably a, a double-edged sword there you know i don't want to be too hard on the hawk people i know i've been talking, no, about, talking well, about that's the thing it's like kendra was the only one of the hawk people that was on the show for longer than an episode or two like they bring mm-hmm. him back at the end and he's like a fascist or whatever um but they like, she is great, and her arc is really good. Mm-hmm. And, like, this internal struggle that she has to deal with this idea, like, she's fated to be with someone who's dead. Yeah. Um, and, like, the the fact that she cannot, she can't really commit to her relationship with Ray as a result of yeah. that. Like, I, I like that whole subplot with her and Ray. All I of that, that sweet. Stuff. And, yeah, yeah. They're, they're trapped in the past for a while. And, yeah. You know, all of that stuff. Clark he, glasses. Remembers. Anyway. he remembers. Yeah. Those, I remember some those, stuff. Those so. two episodes, that two-episode arc is my favorite part of season one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though it is also the reintroduction of Ra's al Ghul. Um, yeah, that is. I'm like, oh, why am I going to bring Matt Nabel back? Oh, my yeah, God. Just, that's was... right. Yeah, because yeah, Sarah, Sarah goes back, goes back, back to Nanda Parbat. To, to Parbat, yeah. So, I mean, but, but that's the or, thing, yeah, right? Nanda I wish, wish Ra's al Ghul was, like, a better, like, I don't know, character and actor in the Arrowverse. Because, like, you, he's immortal as well. You could do so much more yeah. fun stuff with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> as much as died. I don't... <laughs> yeah, yeah, well... I is is as much as I didn't really like him, I did like if you're gonna do a time travel show and Sarah's on it and she's League of Assassins, you have to do that at some point. So I'm glad they did it. Yeah, I was surprised um, they didn't cross over more with League of Assassins, but I think they wanted to get that stuff behind Sarah. Yeah, like let's because right. uh, yeah, we don't see Nissa again until or after season one, right? No, we only see her the one time yeah. when they're about to go into their big final battle and she's literally saying goodbye and Nissa's in prison and she doesn't break her out. Um, but. Mm. 
the I was I was, I was gonna ask if Nissa ever showed up more on the show, yes. but I guess no. not. So she shows because okay. I mean she, the one time, yeah. I've said this before. I think Nissa is one of the most well-written, she's most consistent characters across the Arrowverse. She's so um, great, and I was so glad they kept bringing her back to Arrow, even though I wasn't watching anymore, um, <laughs> to do other stuff. Like that, she had ended up having like a training relationship with Laurel. Yeah, that was great. She ended up what she ended up being was like the Lady Shiva of the mm. of the Arrowverse. I never to, thought of it like that, but you're absolutely right. Gotta listen to me more often. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then they We're brought about in to that, Talia. But... Yeah, and then Talia. They, well, especially because because she was originally essentially Talia. Right. And then like, they brought in Talia. She's in the Chris Nolan movie. Right. Right, they brought in actual Talia, and it was like, okay, so now we're really letting Nissa be more of the the Lady Shiva. Like she wears the red and everything, but yeah, um, yeah. So it's the show is so great, and I think what's funny to me is like we rag on season one and a little bit of season two a lot as like fans, but season one and two are only not good because of how good the show I, became. I like, couldn't when we agree were watching more. it. We loved it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So so, so it's like Star Trek: The Next Generation. But to a probably a <laughs> sure. lesser extent. Um, what episode is it? They go to the Civil War. That's, uh, that's is in it? season two. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've been like, damn, like, like when, when like Jack tells, I don't know who he's talking to. He's like, this is the history that used to be changed. I'm like, damn, Am that's I, good. It fucking like, works, oh, right? Like that, I remember vividly watching that episode and being yep. like, how dare yeah. they do this and pull right. it off? Oh, I thought the same thing. God damn I was it. like, what do you? That's you guys so are playing impressive. with fire, and they pulled it off. Um, well, that, and before that, like, so for me, that episode is obviously great. But for me, that's one of the reasons why I really like that two-parter in the. 50s or 60s, whatever mm-hmm. it is, um, We're, when they're back in time. Because right. that first Kendra episode yeah. is Sarah and the nurse. So it's it's Kendra dealing with the racism. Oh, yeah. It's Jack's a little bit dealing with the racism, too, but, like, he's with the teenagers. And it's it's Sarah and the nurse in the 50s. And, like, first of all, the sexism that Sarah experiences, like, hanging out with Stein. And then also the fact that the nurse that she meets is, you know, closeted and gay because it's the 50s mm. and that's just the She's way it was. surviving, and, like, yeah. Yeah, there's like there's so many great conversations that these characters have about these issues, and like they can't fix it, but they can at least like say it gets better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, Doctor Curtis Knox. Shout out to Smallville. I love that little Easter egg. Yes, that was like, oh, look at y'all, because we know that he was supposed to be Vandal Savage. No, so well. Um, I the thing about Kendra was like I think because I haven't really rewatched the show. Like, like uh, she's become a meme to me. Just like two weeks ago, I was just a barista, right? Like right. I rewatched yeah. the pilot. Literally she the first thing she says. Yes. Literally the first thing she says in the show. I'm like, guys, they have enough. so <laughs> much fucking exposition to get through in that <laughs> pilot. That was just wading through exposition. Like it's, and yeah. I understand why you have to do it because yes. it's like I don't know. We got to because we, good we luck can't to count on everyone. anyone that hasn't seen Arrow and the Flash that's coming into this show. Yeah. Right. Well, I know we want to talk about the backdoor pilot. I did want to mention one other thing. See if you guys had. had heard or even seen about this the tv show timeless on nbc yeah, came I've watched out at it the times. same time okay mm-hmm. it's got uh, uh matt matt lanter the, the guy who voices anakin in the corn wars he's one of the mm-hmm. stars and that's the kind of the guy i'm like oh he's on that I remember the actually poster. susanna thompson's on it too about, about yeah it. Um, susanna thompson's on it as the main girl the main woman's mother yeah there you go as as she does so yeah. also in star trek voyager is the board queen but anyway <laughs> um the that show seemed to be like the same thing it's not though. Okay. Um, they don't the, have a volcano Dante speak situation going on here. It's, <laughs> it's not volcano. Are we getting Dante's deep impact? Speak. Timeless is a great show. If you like time travel, if you like legends, like it's totally it's great. Okay. But it well, is. I'm not going to watch until different. I watch Legends. Is my priority, so I'm going to watch that first, I'll, and then I'll, I'll get say to yes. 
since so. you have not watched Legends, Legends should be your priority. I've seen thirteen um, percent of Legends of Tomorrow. I think <laughs> the timeless, um, timeless is so is so much fun, but it's so different. It's so completely mm-hmm. different. It's not bonkers or wacky. It's very like, it's a very interesting conversation about like history and sort of like. Mm. What role as a time traveler you traveler you have to changing or fixing things and mm-hmm. so it's like Lois it's, and Clark in that way. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing about Legends of Tomorrow. Like as I Production remember, values right, a little better. Oh, in the early, in the early seasons, they were like, okay, we can't change the timeline. We got to talk to this person then because they're going to die. Right, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that kind of seems to go out the window. Yeah, but, but, the they, they're correct. The, the the beautiful thing they do is like throughout the seasons, they create their own hellmouths throughout the time, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. They they find ways that they could have screwed up a lot of timelines all at once so they they always have things to go back and correct though they do change little things and whatnot but they're they're somewhat consistent with that like when they go back and meet themselves in one episode like it it gives them a season's worth of shit to correct afterwards you know that's cool and at the same time like in in that following season they introduce a new character who is her only goal with time travel is to change a single event that happened in her past right. that caused a bunch of like horrible Ooh, crap. Right. Is and it ISIS? They, it, it, yes, it is but they ISIS. don't ever call yeah. her ISIS. I know, I don't ever call her ISIS, yes. Um, she also has a different first name than the ISIS from the comics, but her specific arc allows them to have a conversation about changing mm-hmm. the past or the future and like gets into the whole this whole thing with Sarah. Because right, because I'm like, well, Sarah's in charge of a time machine. I know that. <laughs> Like well, that would be the obvious thing to save Laurel, but yeah, and and they address that at the thing. end of season one, yeah, mm-hmm. and then it becomes a, her whole struggle in season two is like accepting the fact that her sister yeah. is dead and she can't do anything about it, and then it's season cool. three I, is I'm like sure if I'm sure if Oliver Queen ever like became like the master of the universe and restarted the whole multiverse, yeah. he would resurrect he, Laurel. Uh, he would totally bring stupid. back Laurel and know. not leave Black Siren, and then they would not definitely not write an entire scene where Sarah okay's it. Maybe maybe you guys are the same person. That's like thanks, right. Detective Lance. <laughs> they at least tried to hand wave it, but anyway. Yeah. No. That was um, that was offensive that they That was even it. worse um, they tried to justify to it. To talk you. about okay. it at yeah. all, yeah. The fact that okay. they let Sarah be the one that okays it is awful. Guys, there was another watched... spin-off coming. They couldn't deal with it, okay? <laughs> that's was... so frustrating, but anyway. That that spin-off that's also definitely gonna happen. What happened to William? I have to know. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so hey, I, I, I have a I have a much smaller roster in my head of who all these characters are and what okay. eras of the show are, but for y'all, like who who are some of your or just a couple of your favorite characters over the whole run of the show? Matt. Um, uh, I have such, I have like such an obvious answer. I'm a huge Constantine You're wearing fan. Rory's clothes. I know. Right I, I, I made this poncho. I found the fucking fabric for Rory's, um, uh, Woodstock, Woodstock outfit. Thank you. And, and I'm wearing the poncho and I'm still going to say John Constantine. I, 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 when he came onto the show, it was really a shot in the arm. And I, I think it was uh, a wonderful addition. I love that the show too, this, this fun, exciting pretty much comedy of a superhero show also managed to give him a somewhat tragic ending to like mm-hmm. the, and did that right like that's impressive to me but yeah like i i i'm wearing the rory outfit i'm i'm working on a replica cold gun like i have a weird fascination with rory and he was never my favorite to begin with but just like mm-hmm. as they went on and they kind of chipped away of like at like the tough guy exterior and he started becoming rebecca silver and writing his novels and he had a kid and i'm like I, I just grew to love him, man. So, like, maybe those are, those are my answers. But um, it's truly not one I, I dislike, though. How about you, Trisha? There really isn't. I mean, obviously, obviously my answer is Sarah. I mean, mm. I've, I've been talking about that the whole time. Like, she was my reason for watching the show. She's the reason I stuck with it. Still my favorite character in the entire Arrowverse. 
Love her, love her, love her. <laughs> um, other than Sarah, though, um, I love Zari. I was just going to say, I'm mad I didn't say any of the Zaris, yeah. Yeah, both iterations of Zari are great. I prefer Flannel Zari, Zari 1.0. Mm-hmm. But that's just because she has a similar personality to mine. I'm like, I just like, <laughs> I just like that original Zari. Um, obviously, Ava uh, is one of my favorite characters. I just that she's the character I identify with the most. Um, she's so fun. They started her out in one place and took her to somewhere else by the end of the, that first season that she was in, season three, and then just she just became so fun and such brought out such great stuff in the Sarah character. And as someone who's seen how you've reorganized our Google Drive folder, I completely understand where the Ava in you Finders. comes out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like obsessive about like the organization of, of things to keep my brain organized and stuff mm-hmm. and and i would absolutely be the person if we were traveling through time who was like you know keeping a list of the things that we screwed up so we could fix them later <laughs> zach i know you've encountered uh constantine and rory like have you seen much of uh, zari or ava anything besides crossovers like did ava, uh, ava a little bit crossovers? just crossovers okay. but yeah no i think she was in a couple crossovers right i, I feel like she was so. ava's not in any crossovers yeah. <sighs> what i guess i just saw her online they, they reference her slightly <laughs> in crisis on earth x because that's the right. episode before that's the episode that convinces sarah to take a chance right at Ah, someone. okay, yeah, be- yeah, yeah, because because Alex is is uh, broken up and since, yeah. and then she hooks up with Sarah. Wonderful one night the wedding. Yes. Yeah, that's right. It was that's a right. birthday present for me. <laughs> <laughs> that episode aired on my birthday, and I was so. Oh, happy. you're welcome. <laughs> um, you know, I always I always actually liked Heatwave. Um, I really like Dominique Purcell. I just I like his whole thing. I like this haircut and all that. Like, I don't know. Like, he was always just always in character and always absurd, but always like. Like you said, like there's more to him than just that. Um, so like un- unexpected favorite yeah, was him. Cause, cause yeah. um, Wentworth Miller just steals the spotlight from him so much when he's around. And I, right. I hate, Nobody's gone. Right. I hate losing <laughs> he just him. He come out of his shadow. But, but they really, I, I was always impressed by the way that they were able to make Rory relevant and make me care about him. In the bowling episode mm-hmm. when he doesn't want to take his, his, gloves off and expose his scars to bowl i'm like oh poor guy like i care you know yeah and that's the thing like when they when they got rid of snart at the end of the first season i was like wow we're gonna get rid of that half of this duo, yeah. right not the other half that people don't care about and also by that point he had been like turned into a space robocop um, yes chronos yes chronos uh but they like it ended up working so well. It was, and I know that they like the logic of of which one you're going to get rid of. It's going to be the one that is going to cause the most story stuff to happen. Right. Yeah, the guy who doesn't who doesn't necessarily gel as well with the rest of the team, but still you know works and and the one who has the most growing to do because Snart grows so much over season one and Rory really doesn't. Um, right. Yeah, because Rory's like, we're, I thought we we're criminals. What are you into this for? Right. That whole thing. Right. And I, yeah. I enjoyed that. And you know, I really like Professor Stein too. I mean, Victor Garber is a great actor, and and just what he brought to it. And then his death in Christ on Earth was like, oh, in the feels. And much mm-hmm. kind of that does remind me because you're like, oh, we're gonna kill him and not the other one, but right. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I mean, Jack's immediately. It, it was kind was of like, a death okay. knell yeah. for both of them, to be honest. Yeah. But. It was. I mean, it was. It was Victor Garber, I guess, wanting to leave, right? Yes. And then, um, and then them writing him off. So, but I think it's important because it off, adds stakes to it. You it, know, totally. it does. It absolutely does. And it was an interesting choice to write off one of the two Jewish characters you had in the whole universe in an episode about Nazis. Yeah, yeah that is. Uh, that must have crossed someone's mind. It, no, it definitely did because they. I mean, they brought back like 
the the heritage of both him and Felicity during mm-hmm. those episodes. And literally the next episode, we see a young Stein in a Hanuk like an ugly Hanukkah sweater. Yes, you know? right. We're running a young yeah. Stein a lot. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah, oh, he's looking, a bro. Look like a Roddy McDowell type young Stein. I always thought he looked Good like a Roddy McDowell. Good call. Interesting. I enjoyed seeing him. Um, I guess I, I got to say, I got shot to Brandon Ralph. I mean, like I, I like I was I always enjoyed him and on the show. And he was like Sarah. He was the con- Sarah goes without saying because she's like the star of the show. And I love her on Arrow too. But like the two of them being the constants. Uh, I'm like, oh, good. They were my one, like, oh, I remember you guys. Like, whenever, whenever they would cross over, like, I know who that is. But uh... and, and some of the only characters that would cross over were, the, right, were right. Sarah, Mick, and and, um, and Ray. I like Ray, but to me, he's like he's like American cheese. He's like, I always <laughs> I always like it when I have it, but I'm not, like, jonesing wow. for it all the time. Oh, I, I love um, for just the positivity of him. Like, No, he's great. In the sandwich. You're saying you're saying well, he's well, the like American cheese the when Nate's standing yes. right there. But okay, I love Nate. Well, I love Nate. No, but... I mean Nate literally turns into cheese. I know that's at what I'm point. saying. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> um, well, our Nate, whole point was Nate's like we, you can't. We've been saying it the whole time. Like Adam show, no way. Like like he's no. not yeah, self-sustainable. No. And, and also um, now the the tonal shifts that these characters take, like without he's so late seasons legends to me now that when i watch like something from arrow or whatever i'm like it, it feels off so imagining that character being in a spinoff mm. that that's all his own i'm just like i i don't think i'm interested in this at all but you got to get him out that's the thing like, like you got to get these characters out of those other shows right. like flash was, right. and it was too many characters arrow like the adam has no reason being on <laughs> arrow True. show like i loved him on that season there's no you got to put him somewhere and this is where you put him like i hot take and we've talked about this on and off microphone right it's like I don't know, I really like Ray and Felicity. If he could have just brought Felicity with him wherever he was going to go next, and then you could have had Arrow play out with the Black Canaries and him, but that's its own what-if conversation. Could have been interesting. I don't think Felicity was never on a Legends episode, was she? Just across the... Oh, no, she was. Um, Doom World. We see Felicity oh, in the future. Right, she has World. a big, stupid um, superhero costume and stuff. Yeah. Yes, and oh. everybody thought she was playing spoiler for a while. Yes, she's because got, the like, costume a is purple. pink and black, yeah, yeah or purple okay. and black leather... Jacket, yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember that like the promo image of that drop. Everybody was like, "Oh my god, it's Felicity!" Oh spoiler, and I was like, "If Felicity's anybody, she's Oracle." But okay. <laughs> Star City twenty forty six is that season one? That is, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. I, I that's one of my favorite episodes just because it's like the Arrow stuff, and I, I, I wish it was one of. I wish it was uh, actually Deathstroke and not his son fighting Oliver in the future. That would have been cool. But that was. As I understand it, they, there was some behind-the-scenes stuff with Man Who Bennett, I think, and then Stephen Mill brought him back in, and then they, they worked it all out. I'm not, I'm never was really sure. So it was like Man Who against the producers type of thing. I, I don't know exactly what it was, hmm. but it was like it was it was like very clear, like oh, well, he was a crucial part of your show, it was pretty important. And then he's yeah, gone, <laughs> and then thank God they brought him back and stuff. But that would have just been cool to have like Oliver versus Deathstroke, like in the past and the present and the future. But it was a son; it was fine. But uh, I, I much mean- prefer that future Oliver than the one we saw on Christ on Infinite Earth who was like 20 years younger for some reason and looked nothing like him. Turns out he was that Oliver but it doesn't make any sense. The crisis kind of kills some of the continuity of this show for me but you just kind of have to go with it. Oh yeah where it was like where they were also in a different universe. I guess we've been going to different universes. I'm like no you haven't. You know, (laughs) Just that (laughs) one time. Yes. That is um, some BS because when you should do that, then the time travel side effects. Then who cares? Yeah, don't mean yeah because right. it's like another anyway. Anyway, those are some strong yeah. memories and feelings I had about yes. about some early legend stuff there. Yeah, so. that's actually a, a little bit one of the other things that bleeds over is that in in Star City twenty forty six they meet Connor Hawk who's actually yeah. John Diggle Jr. and mm-hmm. then when Flashpoint happens you get that kid and it's supposed right. to be that kid. Um, 
But didn't he end up? Wait, what wasn't? Who was Bronze Tiger's son? I don't know. Well, that'll that do it for always hold on to. <laughs> One of those kids I, is, I is actually Bronze Tiger's son, and I'm not sure who it is. I just um, remember Bronze Tiger. Like, I don't yes, remember same. anything else. Anyway, he has a son, and he ends up being raised by Diggle at some point, and okay. it's in the future, and that's a thing. So, okay. I re- yeah, I remember when the, remember when the Flash was running the through. Legends figured it the out. Speed, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's fine. But you remember the Flash was running through the Speed Force? Of right? course. Uh, yeah, the one time that two. he was doing that. Yeah, <laughs> the one time it was like the first time you start seeing when the we clips. see like John Wesley ship yeah. and we see and we Kara see a reverse and... shot of John Wesley ship because some intern didn't know how to flip the camera. Yeah, um, but then we see then we see Melissa Benoist yes as Supergirl and then we see we this see Green Arrow Connor wow we see Connor Hawk and everyone's like oh my god it's Justin Hartley from Smallville I was like that is not Justin that is Hartley certainly from Smallville. not Justin I know every frame <laughs> of Smallville and I'll tell you that that never was <laughs> appeared anyway it was but that was, was it teasing. the one from 2046 yes it was so, exactly. Like that- footage that from was a that. black There's guy no then. way yeah no. I know. but it was in not. the shadows and they couldn't really tell i was like guys Wait. it's not i know you want smallville to cross over but it's not that's not that okay no uh, okay yeah. sorry i was going through smallville my whole will thing. never like, be in the universe a... guys wake up right. no, <laughs> except that one time. i was like wasn't that a year before legends but no they would have been <laughs> filming that around the same so it, it all makes okay. anyway fine, 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 fine. yeah but no it's, it's, this expands the universe yes. right this this show yeah. more than anything else and that's what's exciting about it and, and even hear you guys talk about this random other stuff just here and then other places where we've been leading up to the show i'm, I'm very excited to to finally to check it out in. start to finish yeah i'll be interested in your thoughts all right so as we're wrapping up here um we could keep talking like this forever but but we should get onto the pilot we, we should get going here we really should uh, yeah. and and drop you back off uh, zach in um in smallville kansas uh 2000 dropping is 2008 where are you right now yeah 2008 i am in 2008 okay yes. it's really important yeah. that we get that drop correct. punt yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, get off the ship before please. we do that though could could we pitch you three episodes of legends of tomorrow but it's it's two truths and a lie one of them is is bullshit we came up with let's do it i'm excited about this okay trisha and i have powwowed on this a little bit um (laughs) in one of them uh the gang goes back in time and meets da vinci and accidentally inspires him to to invent time travel uh they have to then go back and destroy his notes and in the process burn the full-size mona lisa and only leave the part that we know intact in another one this show so much damien dark returns uh and because of a lot of unaired uh, emotions, they all wind up invading an episode of basically a Mr. Rogers type show in order to sing about their feelings. Okay. And because of time travel mix-em-ups, uh, Zari, Isis, turns into a cat but still manages to help repair the timeline. Okay. So one Talk of these... through it. Two of these, yeah. two of these are real. Two of these are real. Two of these are real. All right. <laughs> that, that's the reaction And some of I the wanted. best episodes of the yeah. show. <laughs> I... Um... What, what, what's your th- I, we're not going to put a finger on the scale here, but what, okay. what's your, what's your right. thinking? I, I feel like the first one is probably real. Okay. The, the Leonardo da Vinci stuff. Vinci. I feel like that's that's a classic. Like, every, Leonardo da Vinci shows show up in every sci-fi show. So I think that's probably real. Okay. Um, so I'm going to rule out that one. Okay. So the fake one between turning into a cat or doing a Mr. Rogers show is tough. Makes me think of that episode of Angel where he, they're Muppets, where he's a Muppet. Mm. Uh <laughs> So, so there's precedent on the CW. <laughs> yeah, for turning into a new Oh, I love Smile Time. Smile Time's the best. I, I've only seen the previews. But... <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. <laughs> the chair turns around. It's a yep. David Boreanaz so Muppet, the and he still fights Spike. Tone. It's the best. Oh, it's so, <laughs> yeah. good. Oh, it's so good. Okay, so so I'm, I'm gonna say Leonardo da Vinci is real. Okay. Okay. 
And then we've and then got I, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers and turns or into a cat. Ice is the cat. If I had to pick either one of those, I would say Ice is the cat is real. Okay. So, so you I'm, think the Mr. I, Rogers I think Mr. Rogers is, Rogers is fake. Okay. Okay. Trisha? Uh, not only is Mr. Rogers real, there is a theme song and there are Muppets. Welcome Muppet. to my cul-de-sac, friends. <laughs> That's a street that ends in a circle. I've, I've, never been, wow. I've never felt more vindicated. The Da Vinci <laughs> one is bullshit. Yeah. What? <laughs> Honestly, while you were saying it, I was like, oh, crap. Is that a season seven episode? I can't remember. <laughs> That seems the most. Uh, you know what? That's too. That's too formulaic. That's too traditional for this yeah. show. I guess <laughs> they wouldn't do Da Vinci. It's, they do mention it's Divinci. kind of a Futurama episode. That's, that's okay. that is, is it? Yeah. I was trying to come up with like another episode of something that I could mention. Like, is there an episode of uh, of Timeless? Yeah. So she turned into a cat that still helped save the day, and they went to Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Yes. And these are real episodes. All real these are episodes. Real episodes. What a journey both, we're in both store of for which here, actually friends. involve puppets in those episodes, but. Well, they do. Yeah. They both you know, involve puppets. You mentioned Damien Dark. As I've heard that he's much better on Legend of Tomorrow than he's great Arrow. Now I yeah. loved him he's on Arrow, like as Neil McDonough as the character and stuff. Yeah, right? I, I like his performance. The story around him was pretty questionable in Arrow. That was the, the thing. The story around him on Legends is entirely based, most almost entirely based on Sarah. So right. it's like mm-hmm. initially when they're when it's the the Legion of Doom, that whole thing is like Sarah really wanting to kill him. And then he ends up coming back, and that's the thing with him and his daughter, and, and a whole thing with magic. And he's he's still mustache twirly, but I feel like he's less mustache twirly mm-hmm. in Legends. He's more scenery chewing. Later, later on, well, yeah, that's that's the thing. It's him and Malcolm Merlin uh, being kind of simpatico and just like let's just like go back in time and kill a bunch of people uh, and try to find the staff or the spear of destiny. And then yeah, Thon is like the dweeb. Yeah, Thon the... Matt Lesher is got his own shit going, and they're just like, oh god, with you. But... He's got like a bubble he has to be inside. It's a whole yeah, thing. Mm, it's a mess. Interesting. Well, who who do you guys? Well, that that, that raises a question. Who do you guys thinks the best villain of the of the series? The Fates. Yeah, maybe they're 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 the I don't, reason I don't for our podcast Bishop. season. Uh, Fates is a good answer. I think Astra's good, and then Astra becomes a legend. So that's that's fun. Yeah. But like, she's kind of like a slow burn. Since but, really since I guess the Constantine D V show, she's been a, a, a threat to John and then Yeah. She's she's an interesting one except for the fact that she is like being manipulated by the fate. Is, yeah. is that the girl that, that he that was trapped in hell? Yeah. Yes. Oh from so the they, bring, they, they they bring that, that plot thread mm-hmm. back because nobody else from Const- none of the characters Again, come back from Constantine. They like they totally service the character so well. It's really, they really impressive. Do. Like, the one of the things that I point out, and another thing that I had written about the show, is that like when they brought Constantine on on to like essentially, essentially they they let him do what he couldn't do on the in the NBC show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like a they let him save Astra, but they also let him be bisexual when Matt Ryan was really pushing for that, and NBC said essentially no. Um, like they they make it a big deal. Yep. Like the the cat episode is actually like all about John trying to save his his boyfriend who was like sucked into hell. And because he does that, it does this whole thing, which is a ridiculous episode in which Zari is a cat. Um, but it's it's it like it's so poignant. At and the then same it ends. I guess poignant exactly. Queer love saves the and world. And it ends in him having to sacrifice his love and and do this thing again. And it just like fucking rips your heart out. And then you're yeah. like, oh good, she's not a cat anymore. You know, like it's really it, the, <laughs> my tongue. The narrative has been whiplash of the show is is addictive. It's so fun. Okay, it, it's um, so good. Yeah. Anyway, well, Matt, I, Matt, you you think I'll you, you think I'll like all this, Matt? You know, me I pretty don't. Well I don't know. Um, I I. <laughs> I really don't know. I definitely don't 
don't know your preferences because we seem to have the opposite opinions about everything. Yeah, yeah. You, You'll hate the fates. I mean, if, yeah. if you You'll can, love Vandal Savage. If you can get on board with late season Smallville, I think you can get on board with a lot of this. But it's it's if I knew that you'd made it through some Buffy and Angel and enjoyed it, I'd be able to say, mm. yes, you'll be on board for this. But I, I, I don't know. It's it's far wackier. It does not take itself seriously. It really kind of becomes a sitcom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I like Birds of, of Prey. That helps. <laughs> that just means you have questionable that's, taste. That's, that's... <laughs> I'm before, uncomfortable before we... in this safe Let's space that I helped that. create. Oh. <laughs> I'm before sorry. before we wrap up here, let, let's talk a little bit about the backdoor pilot, which which is interesting uh, in that does a lot of work. Well, yeah, like we've we've danced around it a lot in our conversation so far, but we should really get into it. There's yeah. there's a lot in this that I forgot happened. Mm-hmm. It's doing a lot of work though for for the shows that 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 are taking part in this the crossover, and the um, and the setting up of legends at the same time, and it's it's so funny because it's so serious. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So well, it, it has the it has the everyone gets incinerated and the Flash has to run back in time and restore the. <laughs> I mean, that's heavy that's, stuff. That's heavy stuff, but it's also it's it still fits with like Legends heavy. Mm. Um, but like even later stuff, like when Legends gets heavy, it gets heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it's it's just so serious because there's a lot of Arrow and Arrow is so serious and because I think at this point in time they envisioned the show as being more serious than it ends up being. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely like we are taking the Vandal Savage thing very seriously. The mythology well, is serious. That's yeah, what's so, that's so interesting to me. Yeah, because like it, it was a good origin for Vandal Savage, right? To set him up, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But then they defeat him at the end. And Malcolm Merlin scoops up some ashes. And then they have some one-off line in the pilot of Legends of Marley. Well, you know, it has to be Hawk. Yeah, it really was, should be yeah, one of these two with the right fucking weapon. <laughs> and here we go. Yep. It's just like you guys are And that, that was the thing that I, I had definitely forgotten because like you know having rewatched the pilot before i rewatched the backdoor pilot i was like oh obviously it's you know there's all these rules but it's also merlin it's very confusing yeah like, he's like, oh you owe me one buddy i'm like what are you talking yeah, about that's like, weird. it doesn't pay off at all does he dump the ashes in the lazarus pit and <laughs> uh, presumably he right he springs that was somehow that was vandal savage thought. returned that's where we are somehow with that, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's where we are but but it's really it's really only the or it's not it's crazy because like these characters, you know, Ray, Sarah, they're in these shows. Mm-hmm. They are not in no, the backdoor also, pilot. But <laughs> Legends benefits so much and like really couldn't exist without again those other shows, Arrow and Flash taking basically their first half of their season to establish and set the other characters up on the board. So the only ones mm-hmm. left to to get going with here um, are the, are the Hawks Hawk and the Savage thing? So then, then you're off and running, and then like Rip comes in on his own. Like I, I guess they could have introduced Rip here, but um, but really right. they, they could have like ended it with him showing. Yeah, they up or leave something. him. I, if I remember correctly, when it aired, it ended with the like actual pilot or um, the actual trailer the actual for the show. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, l- let's not forget that like yes, this is kind of the backdoor pilot of a crossover, but both shows. Had to set up Firestorm again. Had to get Ray back. Mm-hmm. Had to get Sarah back. You know, like uh, had to bring Sarah back from the. Had dead. to make sure that that um, Snart and Rory were out there, and like 
bad guys, but kind of on our side a little bit. You know, like mm-hmm. all this this fucking legwork had to happen even before this. And this was basically a cold start to all of them. Though, of course, Kendra had been around since the end of Flash season one, you know. But yeah, again, like this was this felt like the start of of something amazing for the Arrowverse and it was for those of us that loved it so much but like this is the first time that all the shows were kind of working together to get another one off the ground yeah it definitely was you can you can see the effort they put into setting this up like so much more so than they put into any other spinoff that they do um I mean like Flash obviously had the two-part backdoor pilot in in Arrow um but that's just setting up one character and like then they had Cisco and I was gonna Caitlin say they have the Cisco like Caitlin stuff. Ran, ran to Deathstroke at the In and Out <laughs> Star yeah. Lab but, like, storage. They, they also like didn't need to do that. Right. Um, no, no. But like this had to make sure that we knew. Like they chose these characters, and then they chose characters that they were they had written into positions where it was gonna be hard to bring them back. Like technically, Ray was dead, but he wasn't really dead. He was just tiny. Um, That's the easiest you know, one of all of this. Yeah, Sarah was yeah. full on dead. Uh, you know, you have to like reintroduce that they killed off half of Firestorm. They killed off a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, by this point, that they were now going to bring back and stick onto uh, a time ship and have them have antics. And and they were, you know, not really doing an established team. Like this, right. this isn't like they went. The Justice did, Society, right? Right. They right. Run into they, them, but it's not. Like they're they not making a, that. Yeah. Right. They they didn't do a Justice Society show. They bring the Justice Society in, but only like a little bit, and it's part of season two. But it's not a Justice Society show. You know, it's not. Um, like even Stargirl has that established team basis mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. they built on. Um, but it's not like they they're doing a Birds of Prey, which has an established roster. It's not like they're doing a Justice League show. It's you know they're bringing in real random characters yep. and tossing them together in a blender and hoping it becomes something. Again, it's the creativity like born from restriction, you know, like it, it's what yeah. served the MCU so well too. It's why we give a shit mm-hmm. about Iron Man suddenly. In the Cause past you couldn't use Spider-Man because if yeah, you exactly. could, you would never know who Iron Man was. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's very impressive to me. Um, I also love the forethought here where like the first time she flies, we hear the legends theme. The first time mm-hmm. Kendra flies. Oh. Um, the, okay. the Professor Boardman videotape that they, they yep. play, and then he's such a big part of the the uh, Legends the pilot. pilot. Like, I, that's I really like that, by the way. The board being their son, I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's great. nice. Twist. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, all this stuff is there, and it's also the benefit, again, of having two shows that are going to help get you off the ground and being able to, to kind of film these introductions after these characters have played them for a couple weeks or, or months mm-hmm. or whatever it is at that point, you know, like there's less growing it, pains. Yeah. With actors getting a hold of what they're doing. What a here. nice way yeah. to like be able to do your intro when you already kind of know where you're going. You're already kind of not old hat, but you've got some hours in with these characters. It makes me wonder like the amount of forethought and the amount of effort they put into this, this launch what would have been different if Supergirl had launched on the CW mm. instead of CBS? What if they mm. had been able to launch her in the same universe? Like, what would have happened? What would have been done? How much more crossover would we have had? You know, that kind of thing. But even that, like, there's more crossover in the first season of Legends with the other shows or with other characters. Yeah, it was like Barry's voicemail and all uh, that season kind of thing. two. Well, yeah, there's, but yeah, that's, that's season, season two? two. But in okay. season one, they have to. There's like a, a period of time where they have to like jump back into their own past to save their past selves from Vandal Savage. So like they bring in 
you know, Sarah's dad. And seen they bring here, in, seen there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Remember that. That's, I love that stuff. That's, see, I love, time travel is so cool. Like, we knew that Back to the Future stuff where it's like, oh, yeah, we're there. And then we got, anyway, yeah, you guys know. It's, yeah. it's all also, yeah. like, as we're talking about it, I'm realizing, like, it's a testament to the, the actors and the characters that they created, too. Because, like, this is this is the foundling show, right? Like, this is the, mm-hmm. we've got such great actors. We've got such great characters. We can't service them on the two shows we have. So let's use these shows to to make these ones happen. Whereas when they start, like, Batwoman, I think is probably a good example of maybe what Supergirl would have been like if she was on Earth-1 yeah. to begin with. Where, like, with the Elseworlds. Yeah, we, we do the Elseworlds thing, but then otherwise she's kind of on her own. And it's just like, you know, good luck to you. We'll show some Crows logos here or there or whatever. <laughs> but, like, you know. There was no reason, and not to get on our attention, but there was no reason to make Supergirl on another Earth. It could have just been like, who cares if no one mentioned Networks. Superman before? Yeah, you uh, know. Well, no, but it's but, like but when yes, it came that over, is they could have just did. said, "Oh, hey, it's from, I'm from National City," and right. they moved on, and not been the whole parallel universe stuff they had. To yeah, do. I mean, they also made Black Lightning a whole separate Earth where for the, no reason, where the the like the the Earth One characters all existed in comic books. Very um, strange. Yeah. When they yeah, always, like, but that was a creative decision, right? I assumed from yeah, that I mean that was a choice. I think because they were telling such a different story yeah. than yeah. the other Arrowverse shows, and to have like the ability to have white saviors pop up was probably not something that they wanted. Mm. But they could have just sort of like, I mean, the in the comics, the heroes exist separately. They have their own adventures all the time. The Justice League isn't showing up every five minutes, but right, yeah. I mean, I, I just it just make me wonder because they did put so much time and effort and care into launching the show and. Um, you know, even if it did struggle a little bit at the beginning, they like they had a vision, they stuck with it, they figured it out, and you know, it becomes something like really special. It is funny that like people, I think the general cons- consensus is Arrow season four is like the worst episode, first season of Arrow, one of the worst seasons of the Arrowverse, and it's like, but so much of this show is birthed out of that. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, because you get you bring back Sarah, you bring back Ray, you get Damian Dark, you bring the Hawk people Literally in, and it's like, that's all the first half of season four. Constantine as well. That that comes from that was huge. People wanted him to come on for years, and then they finally did it. You know, because Arrow season four, season one of Legends, he doesn't come on to what season five, guys. Season three, but he's a regular in season four. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The what's funny is like if they hadn't brought Constantine on to like essentially to to satisfy like some fan, we want bring back Constantine. Yeah. Yeah. Bring back Constantine. (laughs) You can put him on Arrow. Whatever. If they hadn't brought him back for like that little bit of time that he's on Arrow, where he interacts directly with Sarah mm-hmm. to save her soul from you know whatever, uh, if they hadn't done that, would we have gotten Constantine in season three of of Legends, and then would we have even gotten season four of Legends at all? Which is so good. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's very impressive. One thing that I feel like the ball was dropped on, but Trisha, you might know because you know season one of Legends better than me. The 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 pilot ends with the crossover ends with um, Cisco being the wonderful guy that he is going like I'm gonna step out I I understand you got this whole you know reincarnated love shit you've got to deal with Kendra Mm -hmm. but I've put this like tracker uh, beacon thing in your costume just in case you ever need it did that ever come up I don't think so I don't think so either that's a shame it would have been fun to have him jump into the middle of, of legends and season one and like fit yeah. the he would have fit in very well with this absolutely this well i yeah. so i had wanted at around this time i don't think it was before the legend spinoff was announced i think it was a little later so when they started introducing multiple earths on flash and vibe as someone who could like mm. see between them and then eventually travel between them and then gypsy who was traveling between them what i wanted was for them to do a multiversity show essentially the same oh. way that they did legends where they grab like vibe and gypsy and then like a bunch of other random characters that either hadn't been introduced or had or 
you could get different like get citizen called yeah them. whatever yeah Based, mm. yeah get citizen called yeah um that kind of thing and like have that be get john wesley ship get jay garrick on there <laughs> absolutely right. yeah there you go you can get john wesley ship back um but yeah i wanted that like as a cisco something to let cisco do something more on his own um because he was so fun but i don't think the tracker ever comes no up i don't think so either um, you're reminding me though if there it, was like a great article from cbr and like season five or six or so of legends where they're just like who could be the next legend and like everyone basically every supporting character from the arrowverse at that point was pitched and i was just like yeah bring <laughs> them in you know <laughs> absolutely everyone bring everyone yeah. um yeah and i i give legends credit for like not always introducing just pulling other characters from the yeah, arrowverse doing their shows. like once it got stuff, its own absolutely. feet they did their own thing yep. Mm-hmm. Um, reintroducing the same actors that we weren't losing actors we really liked uh, just having them play different yeah that, that, that's the off. cool when you have that shared universe you can you can do that you know um, mm-hmm. um well matt i want to ask you real quick about the the rogues you know like sure. you love the flash you love the rogues right once they came over here they were just not really part of flash anymore so that is one potential downside to having them on the legends of tomorrow on the roster yeah i uh, i guess i don't know i i, I never missed them yeah it, it, well they, they really accelerated captain cold's whole story in season one so by the end like he knew who barry allen was and all this that, whole thing. Well, that and was so the it's thing like, it's like you kind of like i think maybe they had kind of just run out of story with them and i but i think some of that too isn't... especially if they're talking about this show in february of 2015 is they're making mm-hmm. that decision already like they know that mm. he's someone that they're going to want to spotlight and it's it's wentworth miller like we know he can hold a show you know like yeah. we know he can hold a show we with know the Dominic. two of them, the yeah, two of them. Exactly. that's what's so funny about that like bring, like literally the prison break guys yep um but well, it works when they originally cast them i think it was just a stunt to be like it's the prison break guys ha, right. ha, ha. Yeah. and then they, they and then they ended up carrying I, on i think yes. dominic <laughs> talked about that too with like the only reason he's here is because like wentworth kind of put in like a well you could do it like i'd love to work with him like the, i think it, yeah, it does cool. somehow come with uh, I don't know if a producer asked Wentworth or if he brought it up. It's just like, well, yeah, done deal, you know. Like, and absolutely. then Clock King as well. And Clock King as well. No, but it, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I think if there wasn't a Legends in the in the ether anyway, that we would have gotten the slower burn with Cold. But the fact that it happens over a season and a half, and then we get a half season with him on Legends, like I'm I'm yeah. fine with how that how that ended ultimately. Yeah, I think the one thing we lose from that is that. The Flash then became a show where Barry's basically facing speedsters and like yes. some yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. Um, which which is too bad. But I like I said, I I never missed them from Flash. Like I wasn't like, oh, they should really bring back Cold and Wave. <laughs> maybe that's because I was watching Legends and I loved them over there and I didn't right. want them to come back. But I I don't know. I never. You really were watching the Flash, seeing them do the same thing over and over and over, like some of us. <laughs> some I mean, I was, but like I didn't mind so much because I I liked sort of how nice Flash yeah. was, at least in the first I, few Agreed. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, uh, Mick Roy would not have become so endearing if he was just an occasional villain on the Flash. Right, I don't so think I'm they would have gotten not. to romance novelist if they if they. No, and he there. definitely wouldn't have been pregnant with alien babies. No, it wouldn't have had that either. Very interesting. That's, Looking forward to yeah. that. Oh, that uh, would have been a good one to, to pitch Zach. Oh, ah, yeah, that he it. gives birth to alien babies out of his yeah, ear. Yeah. Uh, out of the ear, I don't know. Like, they, you know, they've done that on Star Trek before, but I don't... I, I, There's <laughs> a lot of Star Trek on the show. There's literally a Star Trek reference. I've seen that become a giant tadpole people for an episode how about that that that's an episode of Star Trek <laughs> yes but oh, I, no, i've seen that star trek parody they did that was that was good but uh but you know, you know the bromance between but what i picked up on the bromance that eventually eventually happens between uh uh heat wave and and 
Adam. Like I like that. They, you know, they're they're buddies. I, don't, right? I wouldn't ever call it a, a bromance, but yeah. it is one of the best relationships to watch happen. The, the yeah, tr- just seeing it bits and pieces evolve over the seasons. I, I've enjoyed what I've seen from that so far, so I look forward to that. The true bromance that I love so much is, and they make a hay of it, is is Ray and Nate and mm. Nate Haywood. It's just it's so cute, and they're both like. The, the lack of toxic bullshit on this show is just so I know, it's so fucking great. good. Um, so refreshing. But yeah, they, they cry, they hug, they say, they, they say, they I, say love I love you more you? than anyone else oh, on the so show. Oh, it's so cute. They say I love you more than Sarah and Ava yes, say I love you and they get married. Anyway, I hope a lot of this is convincing you to watch the show. No, I'm going to watch it for sure. Cool. He has to now. We're going to bring you back at some point and quiz you. But but so really though, sh- should I watch it in its proper order, I, or should I watch it in whatever ridiculous no, order y'all come up with? I think you should watch <laughs> it in the, the proper order. order. I know you're a wonderful producer, and and you're the, the reason that we're here and all that. I don't think you should watch it as we go. I don't think no. spoilers for some of the stuff we talk about is all that important. I'm not someone that well, thinks considering like, what we've talked about in this. Yeah, episode, I, I'm <laughs> not someone that thinks that spoilers well, makes will, no sense will to me anyway, ruin. So I didn't right. really spoil- <laughs> and I don't think spoilers in like a podcast will ruin your enjoyment of the thing. Like mm-hmm. I just don't get that. If it's a good thing, you'll you'll be along yeah. with it. You know, I, right. yeah. If it, it probably should be experienced in the way it was intended. Yeah, I think it, so. It too. should definitely. For me, I want you to experience it in the order it was intended, if only to watch Sarah's arc because it's mm-hmm. so gorgeous. It's Great. so beautifully presented. Yeah. Um, it's so so good. I mean, Ray's arc is really good too. Mm-hmm. I'm just less interested because straight white guy. But I do love him, and I love what they do with him. I love what they do with everyone. Like even though Nate got annoying, and I was fine wow. when they, he was deciding to leave. Like it was like, time. I. I didn't. I didn't hate him. Like I still loved everyone. Even even Rip, who I don't love, I wasn't like upset to see him there because his interactions with the other characters was good. Mm-hmm. No, I mean I'm looking yeah. forward to it. And there's so much like un like unseen stuff from the Arrowverse even in here. I'm like, oh look, there Oliver Queen is here. Very like just yeah, just yeah. to see bits and pieces of that sprinkled out. It'd be so like, oh, a nice surprise. This thing happened to a character I've been watching on this other show, and I didn't even know what happened to them. Some incredible <laughs> so. deep cut. <laughs> references to um they meet and inspire the creator of godzilla in an episode one of my oh, favorites really? i just watched that episode such a good episode That's I just watched they it, convinced yep. george lucas to stay in um film school I, I, i've heard about episode. the george lucas oh, I, I know that they have to stop i, I think Girl that Grod might be matt's favorite episode from yeah. uh getting obama or yes. something they, yeah oh, i watched that glad, episode last I'm night i'm glad we didn't use that as one of the pitch episodes because i was almost i'm glad we didn't like, you might have found out about this yeah <laughs> they they also have to fight Gorilla Grodd in um, in, in Vietnam yeah. during the war. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of like crazy stuff that happens on the show that is like that's just stuff like that. That's like, you know, having to stop a fairy godmother in Salem or uh rampaging unicorn at Woodstock. By the way, <laughs> maybe the actual answer to my favorite villain is Tabitha the fairy godmother. <laughs> Tabitha the fairy godmother. Fucking okay. Love her. Um but yeah, so She's great. hey listeners, look forward hey to Hey world. Look forward to all this and more as we go through. We're going to have behind-the-scenes guests. Uh, maybe eventually we could convince an actor to come on and, and join us. But like, we'll yeah, we're gonna we're gonna flex our rolodexes here and get some get some guests as we go. Um, and just like, we love the show. Like again, I am I am in cosplay and working on prop replicas and stuff if i am aesthetically obsessed with something like i'm in it deep so like i've i've so been looking forward to getting this podcast going with you trisha and and i have been too and thank you zach for a rip huntering us together uh and and b being being the you know pod father that you are yeah well thanks guys yeah, thank you now get off the ship <laughs>
Oh man, no, it's it's gonna be fun to listen to this. You know, I'm always on these episode zeros as as these shows launch. So uh, per tradition, here I am. But I'm looking forward to watching the show finally, and and then hear you guys takes on it because really, it is fun. It's fun to watch shows, but it's it's even more fun to hear your friends talk about the shows <laughs> that you watch, and it's and to very not insightful. have to be the one doing it. Yeah, yes, exactly. and to not have to facilitate it. Right? It's just like oh, I'm just turning on. This is how you guys feel when you listen to my show. So it's so fun. It's the best. <laughs> I hope you'll join us back here on the Wave Rider at some point for a quiz. For a quiz. <laughs> Maybe if you make it through an episode, uh, season one, or or if we do, you know, uh, Legends of Two Meow Meow, the cat one, or something like, well, well, we should find a reason to have you back on. I would love to have really the whole always hold on to family jump in here from time. Oh to time. yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, just I'll, I'll keep this tracker in my suit for when the Perfect. plot uh, calls for it to be yeah. <laughs> to be activated. Think, we'll actually do I that. I think one. if we're gonna bring him on, I think if we're gonna bring him on an episode, we should bring him on the Mr. Parker's Call the Sack. Yeah, okay, that'd be a great one since it's such a big Damien episode. And... Yeah. I, I will leave that up to y'all, but it will. Win, yeah. I will. I and also, the one he back. thought didn't exist. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Just to prove it to you, um, <laughs> if for whatever fucking reason, Zach, people don't know where to find you. Uh, well, do, do you podcast you? as well? I have a couple of podcasts, uh, <laughs> but you can find them at Always Mobile One S on Twitter. That's the best place to find me out there on the social medias where we talk about each and every episode of Smallville. If you're not familiar with it, it's the Young Superman show that ran from 2001 to 2011 on the WB and the CW. He's um, done that a few times. Yeah, the, uh, the a couple of Smallville characters make an appearance on Christ on Infinite Earth, so you might be familiar with the show. Uh, the guy that looks like the guy from the brawny paper towel rolls. That's, that's who he is. He has a, a couple whole show. of characters. <laughs> Just a couple. Truly, a couple one couple. Yeah. But no, I, I'm very, I'm very happy to expand the uh, Always Alone Two podcast family. Uh, Trisha, welcome aboard. Matt, you've been Thanks. doing uh, Patreon stuff with me for a while, and now is. Lois and Clark is winding down. Now you're you're moving on to a new podcast. Finally man. out of the Patreon dungeon. You let me out in the light. This is so exciting. <laughs> the Patreon, Wait, no, that's exclusive content. No, right. It's premium I, I, content. I just feel like Rapunzel up there, and my hair has finally gone long enough <laughs> that I get to come on a main feed here. So Does that funny. make me the prince? Yes. Or the dragon. I'll let you guys work you're that the out. Fin. Yeah. On, <laughs> on our first writer. explicit show, too. I'm very excited. That's right. This is full explicit. I told Matt he can say where the fuck he fuck wants on this yes. podcast. So. Uh, I've been avoiding swearing this whole time. God oh, damn it. Oh, did you not know that? No. That was literally. I am the one the that gets bleeped, zone, I think, the man. most on Always Hold On to Smallville. I get bleeped every episode. <laughs> that was literally like within the first few messages Matt and I were talking about this. I, I was like, sure. And you know what? You can say yes. whatever you want. I pitched Zach and. And, and like his immediate response is like yes, and by the way, you can curse. I'm like, thank Christ. All right, fuck yes. <laughs> and with those shackles off, we'll see you next time for always hold on to DC's Legends of Tomorrow, where we'll be talking the pilot episodes. But please don't call us podcasters. We're legends. Always hold on to DC's Legends of Tomorrow is produced by Zach Moore as part of the Always Hold On To podcast family. Listen to Zach's other great podcasts wherever you're hearing this and check out even more podcast action on the Always Hold On To Smallville Patreon page. You can find more Legends goodness on social at Legends of Always and feel free to send us an email at legendsofalways at gmail.com. Hashtag save a hot to clot and rate and review us in app. Please do that. Please, 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 you beautiful nerd you. Thanks for listening. <laughs>